welcome to Episode 5 of the Fierce Calling Podcast. I'm your host, author, blogger, and speaker, Doris Swift. This podcast is about a community of women who are taking action where their passion, compassion, and conviction intersect. We are using our gifts to impact the world for Christ. Today, I welcome licensed marriage and family therapist and relationship strategist, Rhonda Marie Staub. Rhonda is no stranger to trauma and dysfunction in her own life, but that did not stop her from pursuing her fierce calling to do the hard work and overcome the traumatic events of her life so she can now help others do the same. Her story will inspire you. Listen in as I have a chat with Rhonda Marie Staub. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Fierce Calling Podcast. Today I have Rhonda Staub with me. She is a family therapist who lives in Huntsville, Alabama. And an interesting tidbit, she actually is from uh, the island of Hawaii. So she's a transplant in the Roll Tide State. We were chatting a little bit about some things that she enjoys, and I found out that she likes tacos, so she's a girl after my own heart for sure. Hey, Rhonda, welcome to the show. Hello, Doris. How are you today? I'm doing pretty well. How about you? I'm good. I heard it was raining out there in Alabama, huh? Yeah, it's raining. It's it's a pretty wet day, and it's cold, Aww. but yeah. <laughs> good day to be inside and yeah, having a chat. Yeah, <laughs> Sounds good to me. So good. Well, I love your passion for helping people. And since you are a family therapist, I know that God is really using you in a lot of different ways to help healing come forth in the lives of others. And so if you could share a little story about, you know, where your passion, compassion and conviction intersect, how you felt called to this particular field or calling. Well, my passion began starting from a dysfunctional family myself, which drove to the compassion for helping others step out of that dysfunction and look at it and heal their wounds, their past childhood abuse. And I had a real passion for that. I really started my studies as a teacher, but, you know, God had other plans. And so I just felt more passion for being one-on-one with people as far as listening to them and helping them make the goal of stepping out of their emotional hang-ups, which led to habits and behaviors that they're not, you know, that are not healthy. And so I have a real conviction for helping people step out of denial and into the people they really want to be and who they're made to be by our creator. Because you didn't create us to, to live in dysfunction, right? And yes. so, um, and being a person who thinks in systems because of being a family therapist, I believe that your system that you're integrated with has a lot to do with how you behave in the outside world and how you interact with other people. Mm. And so when you're in a dysfunctional system, it's going to affect how you, your emotions and, and, and I just feel real convicted to help families and have compassion for families to help them overcome that. That's amazing. And it is so true how God can use all of the things in our past because there is so much brokenness in the world and he can redeem all of those things and then use us to 
help others because we've been there and we know, right? So when you're talking about the different systems, expand on that a little bit more for us. Well, I mean, we start with our family system. We're born into a family system, you know, we mom, dad, brother, sister, you know, and sometimes that system is not always the traditional family of mom, dad, sister, brother. Some, like my grandmother, she raised me. And so I didn't grow up in the traditional family mm-hmm. system. And then which led to a lot of dysfunction. And, and then we're part of the larger community system. It really starts at home. And so when we have a dysfunctional family, we can't, we, we don't know how to interact with the community. We can't be vulnerable or real because we're too afraid to do that. Mm, you know? Right. Yes. But my role is to help you learn how to be vulnerable and be real with yourself and with other yeah. people yeah. and being real with other people. There are some that accept you just where you're at and mm-hmm. you're okay with being real. Mm-hmm. And there are other people that can't, I guess, testing the waters and, and allowing people to show their true colors and who yeah. you can be real with and who you can't be, you know, and creating those healthy boundaries with people. That's so amazing. And that's so important to have healthy boundaries. And it just sounds like as you're describing this process, it is really creating healthy disciples because, yeah, as far as, I mean, we want to be a healthy disciple and a healthy part of the body of Christ and be able to do what God calls us to do and work together within the body. But like you're saying, if people experience dysfunction in their lives and they aren't sure how they can flow into that river of working in unison with others, you know, in the Mm -hmm. body, that is, uh, is an amazing thing that you are doing led by the Lord to help people come to a healing place where they can learn and be equipped in how to do that. Yes, ma'am. It is, counseling is a form of discipling people. Mm, yes. You're very right about that. Yeah, so. it is very needed mm-hmm. too, because there mm-hmm. are so many hurts. And sometimes because you were talking earlier about the behaviors and the habits that come forth that manifest out of these past things in our dysfunctional families or whatever it may have been, you know, any type of childhood trauma. And Mm -hmm. do you find too, that oftentimes people don't really realize that that is actually the root of what is going on in their life and causing these behaviors? Yeah. When we experience trauma, no matter what kind of trauma it is, our brains are hijacked basically. Mm. And so if we don't get help, then we start acting in compulsive behaviors. Mm -hmm. And it's like we keep doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results, which is insanity, right? So my role is to help people break that cycle of insanity in their lives and to to look at it, help them take their thoughts captive. Because, I mean, there's a battle for our mind. Yes. And so... You know, when the brain is hijacked through trauma, it just compounds mm. the, the mind battle. It makes it worse. My role is to help help people step out of that. It's like a short circuit or something, you know, where your connection to the truth is severed in some ways and you believe some lies, don't you? Yeah, mm-hmm. it's all, yeah. it's very real. <laughs> yes. How about sharing with us any of the challenges that you have found throughout this process in helping other people or 
coming from dysfunction and uh, any kind of other struggles that you've experienced, even as he's been working you through these things? Well, I mean, I've been on a pretty long road. Yeah, there's been a lot of fear and doubt and just wondering where <laughs> where I, my identity lies and, you know, believing those lies of, you know, I'm not good enough. And it took a lot of hard emotional work to overcome those things like I went through celebrate recovery myself Mm -hmm. for treatment and I went through individual counseling and God put me in touch with people that really helped me cooperate with him in overcoming those wounds and and sometimes they try to sneak back in but (laughs) I don't let them because I've already overcome those things and I have to remind the enemy. It's like, I don't think so. You're not bringing me back there because that's, I no longer exist there. Yes. That, <laughs> that's amazing. Cause the enemy will keep trying to throw those things back at us. Right. And yeah. it's, it's just really harassment. It's, mm-hmm. you know, they don't have any ground for it because God mm-hmm. has already healed us of it and worked through it. And you know, we yeah. have the power of forgiveness through the Lord and finding that place of healing. But I love your story, how you're sharing the fact that you did the work. You didn't just wake up one day and say, oh, I think I'm going to counsel a lot of people or I'm going to help other people. You had to to do work first. I had to do my own emotional and mental and spiritual work. Yes. You know, in order to be where I am today. And yes, I have a unique understanding of the family issues and trauma and relational issues, but I also had to go to school too mm-hmm. <laughs> to get yeah. the degree and the license. And so that was part of the work. And being in school made me look at a lot of those things too. Yeah. You know, I would have gone to counseling anyway, even if I didn't go to school. But I mean, mm-hmm. having the school piece on top of it only made me more accountable. Yes. So, so yeah, so you know, I would never dream of just being a counselor because just without doing my own work, because that's just not, you know, there's no integrity in that. It's kind of like practicing so, what you preach, you know, allowing yeah. that mm-hmm. to continue as we're being sanctified day by day. And, you know, mm-hmm. it's not the place where we can say, well, we've arrived and now we're perfect. So now we can help other people. It's like still, we're mm-hmm. still experiencing that growth and being equipped as we go and, mm-hmm. you know, every day, but in that place where we hear God's voice clearly saying, you know, this is the way walk in it, like that scripture in Isaiah. So was there a turning point maybe that you recall a specific turning point where you felt like God was really pointing you in the direction of calling you to this type of work? Yes, it was back, it was back 11, 11 years ago when I caught my former husband abusing my children and just being an unsafe person and so through the prosecution of him and everything and Mm -hmm. and then leaving Hawaii and all that stuff and you know asking for prayer and and after the death settled a little bit I was like hmm well yes I'm I'm a teacher but I can doing this really resonates with me yes I began my counseling work and my own personal counseling work and Mm -hmm. and just my mentors and counselors helped me journey to get better and get my get my degree and my license and yeah. now I'm here, you know. And yesterday I found out that this former husband of mine is being released from jail pretty soon. And so mm. 
I was like, okay, well, I have to get, I give permission for other people to have an emotional response. So I have to give myself permission to have an emotional response. Yes. <laughs> you know, and so, yeah. so I guess I did have an emotional response, but I'm, a, I'm on a stronger foundation now in order mm -hmm. to work through that. Yes. And yeah. I think my, my clients and people that I see, they want to see that I'm here. Uh, I'm still human. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, and I'm gonna have I'm gonna have an emotional response to things. Yes. But I'm not gonna remain stuck there. Yeah. That's and so important. Yeah, I'm not gonna remain stuck there. And you know, there's still a lot of family members that are in denial about this whole thing and mm -hmm. but that's their choice. And you know how how Jesus said was like when you choose to follow me and you choose to really just follow and cooperate with me, there are brothers and sisters, and it's gonna look like hate yes. because you choose you choose to follow me right in the journey that I put you on, you know. Yeah. And if they choose not to do that and they choose to not yeah. be people of peace, then that's you know that's their choice. Yes. Yeah, so, so true about what you were saying where Jesus was like, well, they hated me first, you know, so yeah, exactly. and, um, and then, you know, for us, because of having Christ in us, which is the hope of glory, that is the only way that we can explain how forgiveness can come or how we can just allow our ourselves some grace and to be able to say you know what there's going to be people that are going to think differently or judge or whatever else but we know mm -hmm. that what the truth is is keeping our eyes focused on christ and yes. and i i love how you said being vulnerable and being real with even your clients so that they mm -hmm. see that we are all human because we don't mm -hmm. need to be presenting ourselves as this got it all together kind of person mm -hmm. because that makes it even more difficult when people look at us and think oh well mm -hmm. i need to be perfect like like that person or i need to have it all together too because no mm -hmm. none of us really have it all together but we can look at jesus as our role model and yeah you know, point people to him so that is amazing what you're doing and thank you so much for sharing your story because that is some really really tough stuff yeah, so that's a lot of um, pain and things to work through in that situation because it doesn't just involve yourself; it involves your mm -hmm. family, your children, and involves a lot of different mm -hmm. people. Yes, but thank you for that because it does show too how you made a choice. Sometimes mm -hmm. when it happens, it comes down to when we suffer trauma in our life and difficult circumstances, we do have a choice to either focus on those and just be so far in the weeds that we get lost <laughs> or we can yeah. turn to the Lord and say, I'm going to just trust in you. And, mm -hmm. and then here you are answering the call on your life. And it's not been easy, but, no. <laughs> you, know, you know, whether, yeah. whether people are called to this kind of thing for where, to be professionally or just on, you know, a regular serving basis in their church or wherever, I <laughs> love your message there about keeping our eyes on Jesus and that we mm -hmm. just keep grounded in that faith. That's our firm foundation. <laughs> so, yeah. I do. Like and we, you know, in Jeremiah six fourteen, it says you can't 
healing a wound that you see is not there, mm-hmm. you know, and right. so that's denial right there. So if you don't, if you don't step out of denial, you're, you're going to prolong the pain. Yes. Self-medicating and it doesn't, it doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. You know? So it does hurt to acknowledge those wounds, but I think, you know, it hurts more to prolong the pain in the long run. Yes. So yeah. it's better if you just acknowledge it and say, hey, I really need to work on this. I really need to move forward and make a choice to not prolong this anymore. Yeah. And so I could have made a million choices, but instead I chose to cooperate with God and mm-hmm. to take that really hard step forward. Yeah. And then I was able to take more steps forward and then more steps forward and and while it wasn't perfect all the time, I was still moving forward. Yeah, <laughs> you know? so. that's a beautiful visual, you know, just taking a step in the right direction, which is forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so often you're right, people will be in denial about things. And mm-hmm. oftentimes they might, If you have you found this too, that it might be confusing it with, yes, I've already dealt with it and I'm over it kind of thing. But instead, it's just really been stuffed in. You it's know, been stuffed, yeah. yeah. Hasn't been dealt with at all. Mm-mm. It's been avoided and stuffed because, mm-hmm. and then numbed out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we live, we live in this. America is the most over-medicated country mm-hmm. in the world. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Because they it. don't. We don't want it. We either don't want to deal, or we. Mm-hmm. It's too scary. I mean, I understand yeah. it being too scary, but yeah, we do. We run into the the different ends of the spectrum, like medicating pain so that we don't feel something. But then we have, you know, situations where you've probably run into also with your your clients of people doing self harm so they can feel something, and yeah. it, it's just something that God will help and redeem. He can use his kids, you know, to help other kids. Mm-hmm. To come to know him, yeah. I think I just want to know if there's a woman listening, Mm. if you choose to take that step, you know, you're not, you're not going to do it alone. You'll never do it alone. Mm. You know, number one, God is with you. Yes. And number two, he'll put people in your path, counselors, mentors, you know, a friend, whatever. Just take the first step and and make yourself known. Yeah. You know? That's great advice. It's great advice to do that because it's such a difficult step that's so needed because there's so many people that will feel totally alone in a crowded room, like just feel lonely and because they feel like nobody would understand or nobody has ever experienced what they have and just the feeling that no, you're not alone and that there is help. Mm -hmm. So Rhonda, that was perfect for you to say that because I wanted to ask, of course, what is one important thing that you would want the listener to know? And well, that's it, that they're not alone. And that's, that's an amazing and an important thing. Um, And to reach out for help. Because there yeah, is help. There is help. You don't have to, to live in secrecy or, or in the darkness anymore. So what is on your horizon? Well, as- I'm, I'm in, uh, I'm, I'm about to start class number six in my doctorate program. Wow. Yeah. And That's so awesome. uh, we're starting that on Monday. And so I'm 
getting my PhD in marriage and family therapy to enhance my master's degree, of course. You know, re research is another passion of mine. So, and I want, I, I also want to give back for up and coming marriage and family therapists and teach them, yes. you know, to, to be the paradigm of, of marriage and family therapy. Nice. and to um, help families. <laughs> and you're teaching and that's a gift God gave you. And like you were talking earlier, sometimes he'll use our gift in ways that we could never even think or imagine, you know, like the scripture that says he does exceedingly abundantly more than we could ask or think. And, and yeah, yeah. I, you probably, I mean, just a few years ago, you would never dream that you were going now for your doctorate. And it's just awesome and god is just using you in such great and mighty ways and when we look back and see how he's brought you through so many trials and storms and things but here is such beauty from ashes and he redeems it all and now you're using it for good which is what he equips us to do we can't just mm -hmm. keep these blessings to ourselves um, we're no. meant to use our gifts to impact the world right yeah and you're sure doing that Rhonda I'm just so excited to see where God is um, taking you on this journey and how you are helping others find healing too through Christ yeah, so it's exciting <laughs> yeah it really is how can uh, the person listening connect with you okay well I, I have a website it's Rhonda Marie Staub lmft.com and also I'm on Facebook uh, Rhonda Marie Staub lmft I have a LMFT, I have a um, Facebook page and they can go there and connect with me. And if you live in Alabama, I provide, you know, video counseling if you live in the state of Alabama. And if mm -hmm. not, you can come see me in person at the Huntsville Hub in South Alabama, South Huntsville. Wonderful. Wow, yeah. that's that's great that they can connect with you and and so that's Rhonda Marie Staub and that's S T A L B is your last name and I'll put yeah. your links in the episode notes. I'll put the links to your website and the other social media places where people can find you. And LMFT um, stands for Licensed Marriage and Family Therapist. Nice. So. I look forward in the future when I can call you Doctor Doctor yeah. Rhonda. <laughs> Calling Dr. Rhonda. Yeah, yeah. So, well, I'm so proud of you, friend. That is that is wonderful that you continue to walk in your first calling. And I think one of the most impactful things that you have said during this time is just take those steps to move forward and mm -hmm. know that you're not alone and seek help when you need yes, it. So ma'am. Yes. Nice. Well, thank you. And I hope we get to talk again soon. And I just yes. appreciate you joining me today on the podcast. My pleasure. All right. Take care, friend. You too. Thank you for listening today. I hope Rhonda's story inspired you to take action where your passion, compassion, and conviction intersect. No matter what you've been through, where you are now, or where your journey takes you, you are never alone and God loves you unconditionally and has a plan for your life. God is a God of restoration, and He can redeem all the broken pieces and make something even more beautiful than before. Rhonda is helping others take destructive thoughts captive under the obedience of Christ. Just as the scripture, Philippians 4a, tells us, Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, 
whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. That scripture is familiar, but we can never hear it too many times. I hope you'll join me next week as I talk with another woman who is taking action where her passion, compassion, and conviction intersect. Until then, friend, have a blessed week, and I'll talk to you soon. Thank you.